Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guest is Baxter City Administrator Brad Shapoulis. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Tess. It's great to be here. Well, it it would appear that spring is is happening, but it's March, so <laughs> Today. It's, it's too early to call, in my opinion. But uh, uh, there will be some uh, activities coming along real soon when we talk about uh, road things and everything. Do I understand the council is still debating the final road projects for the year? Yeah, right now the city council is having discussion about uh, two road projects, uh, their FDRs and uh, Mill and Overlay. Uh, they pertain to what I'll define as the eastern end of College Road, that part from Cypress Drive over to County Road 48. The other segment uh, that they're considering is Isle Drive uh, from Glory, uh, there in front of Walmart down to Essentia. Uh, the council just received at the last meeting the feasibility report laying out uh, the need of repair and the cost, and they will be continuing to consider that at our next council meeting. So um, getting the, the thumbs up or thumbs down uh, as to going with those improvements yet this year. Okay. We'll, we'll wait for the results of their discussions. Mm-hmm. Meantime, I understand you had some, uh, well, some things going on at the water treatment plant, and uh, maybe we should set the record straight on exactly what happened. Yeah, Ken, thanks uh, for bringing that uh, up for discussion. But yes, uh, the city operates uh, a water treatment plant that uh, has four uh, water filters uh, that uh, purifies the water to the levels that the city of Baxter has established as uh, the levels of the water quality that we send out uh, into our system and to our users. We replaced filters one in or two and four in 2019 and uh, late last year uh, and into this early this year we were starting to see uh, failures in filter two one of the one of the two that we replaced in 2019 we are scheduled uh, we're scheduled to to replace filters one and three so that uh, essentially we had uh all new filters uh, operating the plant, uh, reaching its 15-year lifespan uh, for those those pieces of equipment. Um, while doing investigation of uh, the problems in filter two in February, uh, the under drain block uh, for the filter had a complete failure uh, that required us to shut down um, the plant temporarily, uh, on, with the concern that. Uh, being that filter four was replaced at the same time and we, we were seeing some similarities. We wanted to make sure that it wasn't an isolate or make sure it's an isolated incident and not going to repeat itself, especially since we were looking to proceed with the same design and repairs to filters one and three. So we're using um, these last few weeks and hopefully we will be able to uh, bring to the council uh, uh, a set of recommendations uh, here shortly. Uh, we're working through our insurance company and ha- have all the players um, that were involved with the construction of that facility in 2007, as well as those that were involved in the repairs that, and, and improvements that were done in 2019, trying to figure out what transpired and happened uh, and if it was isolated or if it's something greater than that where we have to change course. And so um, with that, um, we are uh, relying on our relationship with BPU. 
to help supply with with water on a daily basis so we can meet the demands of our uh, residents and users and uh, what had was approved at the last council meeting was uh, for improvements to the interconnect building, which is where we receive the BP water to enter into our system and vice versa okay. uh, when, when necessary. And so um, we're doing that as a, as a precautionary measure. That interconnect building was meant to, to supplement and not necessarily replace. Mm. The water that we currently get um, is meeting our demands now, but our concerns are that uh, when we reach summer, if we still are reliant on BPU water at that time, that we won't have uh, enough water, um, that the capacity of the interconnect building won't provide us with enough water. So uh, we're doing improvements so that uh, we can be able to uh, minimize the impact of uh, water flow for our residents and users. Yeah. First of all, Brad, it's rather unique, isn't it, to have two cities uh, uh, that are tied together with the water system like this? Uh, well, I don't know if it's unique, but I really—I know I truly appreciate, and I know the electeds appreciate that the relationship allows for uh, joint use. So uh, while we we work independently, but the, when there are emergencies that arise, that we both can rely on each other to to aid the other uh, in time of need. So. That's pretty cool. And then the other thing I, I get from this conversation, uh, the water treatment plant is a very complicated uh, <laughs> uh, building, equipment. I mean, it's a process, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's very, very unique. Um, obviously, it's a science. Uh, um, and, and I didn't go to engineering school, so I don't know all the intricacies, but I know the generalities. And, and it is a very uh, complex uh, system. And we have everybody that... Uh, is in the industry looking at this uh, to make sure that we get the repairs right so that we don't uh, re- have history repeat itself here uh, over the next few years. So, Very good. Very good. Um, let's talk a little bit, shift gears a little, and talk about some new developments. New uh, stuff. We always like to hear about new things happening in Baxter. Uh, do you know of some things at this point? Yeah, there's a few things that the, has come across the city council uh, agendas for approval. Um, a few that are, are very visible in the community right now, such as Jersey Mike's. Um, they are a sandwich shop that is going in between the Chipotle and Five Guys there in front of Gander Outdoor. Um, Jimmy John's um, is... going to have a Baxter location in addition to the location that they have in Brainerd. Uh, So those uh, residents and business owners uh, that live beyond the five mile of the existing (laughs) Jimmy John's will be able to uh, order for delivery uh, (laughs) on this side of of 371, which is, which is great. Thank God. But they received approval um, just recently from the city council to, Redevelop the old Brainerd Savings and Loan and Baxter oh. Liquor Mart building, yeah. just north of Mattress Mart there on our mattress firm, uh, just there on uh, three seventy one, the front end road there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you'll you'll see that the um, drive through awning and things like that have have gone down. Some accessory buildings are going down. So I know that they are looking to uh, start the remodel project um, here shortly. 
Another one that is a redevelopment is just up the road on 371 is is the old uh, gas station, the Speedway uh, Super America there just south of KFC. That uh, is a redevelopment project that will have uh, two tenants. One that's been announced is, is Blade's Pizza, that's a pizzeria. Mm. Nice. And so uh, I know that they're they're doing remodeling as well. So um, looking forward to those additional items. And then just one of note of, of changing of hands is uh, Boomer's Pizza there, just south of Cubs on the other side of 371. Uh, had official change in ownership. Uh, it's now Dobro's Wood Fire Kitchen. And so uh, same menu, same food, um, but they are uh, – I believe they have opened up or just finishing the remodel and will be opening up soon. So, Wow, exciting. Yeah. No shortage of dining opportunities, it sounds like. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Actually, uh, you, you, we're appreciative of the investments that are being made. May it be of the remodels that uh, we see come through for office space, um, expansions for local businesses or new businesses like this. I mean, we're we're excited of what 2021 has, uh, what will be coming forth in 2021. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking forward to the improvement that we'll see overall here as the year continues to progress. And that new building that's going up, that one that uh, I think last month we were talking to one of your colleagues, it was telling us the very eco-friendly, it's uh, just south of the Boulder Tap House in that neck of the woods. How is that yeah. coming along? Uh, Construction is coming along great. It's uh, so cool. I- yeah, and it's amazing the um, amount of attention that the owners have done into trying to make sure that they have minimal to no impact on the environment cool. um, that the project has on the environment. So may that be solar panels for electricity or permeable pavement system um, that they're testing out in a portion of their parking lot. Hmm. Uh, they've gone to all the extremes to incorporate as much eco-friendly design as they can so we're really excited to see how that goes, and hopefully it serves as a as an inspiration for other projects as they come to the forefront here in the in the future. So, is that a building that will eventually have some tenants in it, or is it is that already called for? No, I, I would have to defer to the owners, okay. um, Jeannie Foss and 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 her team mm-hmm. to provide you other detail. All we know is is that uh, her dentistry business will be the primary attendant awesome looking forward to seeing that yeah really cool uh as spring does come uh the road restrictions will probably go on as they usually do right yeah actually officially last week they they, mindot gave out the the order to put the road restriction signs up um so our streets and utilities maintenance crew uh, were out on friday and again on monday to putting those signs up uh, so they are on display. Every time you turn to the next road, you'll see a, a, a weight limit sign. Uh, but it should be known as is, is the, the rhyme and reason behind that is, is to allow for the thaw uh, of underneath the system so that uh, the excess weight of vehicle, heavier vehicles doesn't damage the road and cause a need for, for uh, expedited repairs. More construction. Yeah. <laughs> More construction. And so... That. Uh, typically, typically they, the restrictions are out for six weeks. Um, so, you know, if we go according to history, 
we'd be looking at you know mid April before the road restrictions would come off. But as you alluded to, Ken, is, is the warm weather if that uh, keeps up, uh, that may expedite the time timeline there. But uh, we need to lean on, on MnDOT as they're the authority as to when we are to put on the road restrictions and when we are to take them off. So uh, stay posted. Uh, we do post the the weight limits on our website as well as uh, provide PSAs out at various times t- as to uh, wh- what's going on in regards to the road restrictions. So right. uh, additional notices will be forthcoming. Very good. Hey, Brad, before we wrap up, uh, there was a couple of great stories that uh, came out here recently involving some uh, Baxter City employees. Is that correct? Or residents of Baxter? One of them, yeah. Yeah, uh, we had two acts of uh, heroic uh, or heroic actions, I should say, uh, that had transpired or that had occurred here within the last month. Uh, the one that you referred to with the city employee, uh, we had a, a streets and utilities maintenance worker who was attending to a fire hydrant uh, and doing maintenance on the fire hydrant and heard a cry out from a neighboring neighboring property owner who uh, had moved a, a piece of furniture that was on fire uh, out to uh, her deck and couldn't get it uh, beyond the deck. And so uh, our the, the, the city employee ran over and assisted the owner and got it off the, the porch or the deck and got it to the uh, driveway and attended to the piece of furniture as well as the deck, which started to uh, catch on fire. Oh, my. Wow until fire department could arrive. And so um, his actions, you know, without even second thinking for a second, he went immediately into action and helped the owner in that was in need of assistance. And in the same time, uh, saved property and, and um, from being further damaged than what it could, could have been. So sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then the second uh, act of uh, her, our heroic action was a six-year-old boy who, uh, while in the uh, care of, of of an individual, um, had recognized that uh, the individual was not responsive and mm. knew right away to um, to call his mother and explain what was going on. That allowed his mother to contact nine one one and to dispatch. Uh, police and ambulance to the location. And wow. this is from a six-year-old boy. So Aiden Spencer, who is a, a, a Baxter resident, um, displayed, you know, super, super heroic. Uh, Actually, there's lots of courage there. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, it's, it's, it's indescribable, you know, to think that a six-year-old would know exactly what to do. And, and, and I know when I was six-year-old, I wasn't thinking those, those things. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, but uh, kudos out to Aiden and and his his family who have obviously taught him well as to how to handle situations like that. Yeah. So he was cool under fire. Good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's a good way to end this segment by uh, talking about a couple of uh, heroic efforts there in the city of Baxter. And, Brad, we thank you for being with us today to talk about the updates, uh, what's happening in Baxter. And we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Brad Shapoulis is the Baxter City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. 
We remind you that our community focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.